0: Right to be read podcast episode number 23 interview with drop Archangel.
1: You are listening to the right to be read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Tanya Alexander, and today's interview was a result of some research I made for my listeners. So, if you are a Right to Be Read podcast listener, most probably, and if you're not, you're one of those lucky ones, but most probably you are from those who have a full-time job and uh, you are from those who write during their free time. And you most probably write in the evenings after work or in the early mornings. And the little free time you have left, you divide among writing, uh, getting some rest, spending some time with your family. And as a result, you don't really have enough time to dedicate to learning different tips and tricks of self-publishing, as well as spending too much time on book marketing, which is a crucial component for your book's success. Parallel to that, the most possible solution you would think of would be just handing over your draft manuscript to someone and just letting them deal with all the other things and leave you with the opportunity of just writing. Well, that's really nice. But usually, those companies are pretty expensive. And we know that aspiring writers are not the richest people, well, at least yet. So I tried to find an affordable solution for you. And here is what I came up with. I found Archangel Inc. Archangel Inc. is a full-service gas station for self-publishing success. It was created by authors and it was created for authors. So... um, it's there to help authors with innovative fusion of the traditional publishing model with the ease, speed and adaptability also of self-publishing. So to make things clear so there's no confusion, I would like to mention that I have absolutely no affiliation links with Arcangling. So if you like the service and you would like to become their client, I won't be getting any commission and I'm not doing this to advertise them. I'm doing this rather to show you of uh, affordable options that may help you solve the issue I described. T- today, my guest is Rob Archangel, the co-founder of Archangel Inc. And we will be discussing what they provide for authors, and how much it will cost us. Today, I'm talking with Rob, and I'm really happy to welcome him to my show. Hello, Rob. How are you?
1: Hello, Annie. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well.
0: Thank you for coming. I know that everyone is so busy these days that, you know, I really appreciate spending the time to talk with our listeners. Absolutely. Maybe you you can tell how you are related to self-publishing, so we, we can start from there. Sure.
1: Uh, well, I am one of the co-founders of Archangel Inc., which is a uh, uh, we're sort of a cross between uh, indie publishing and traditional publishing, and really we help authors with the self-publishing process. Uh, today, there are opportunities that haven't really existed before in uh, uh, you know history for writers who are looking to connect with an audience and and share their message, and uh, you know the availability of Digital publishing options out there really makes it possible for just about anybody to to share their story. And uh, so as Archangel Inc., we help them with all of the other aspects of publishing that are not just the writing. Our goal is for a writer to be able to focus on what they love, what they really enjoy doing, and not have to worry about developing a comprehensive skill set to do all the other things right to give themselves the best chance of success. So for example, if you wanted to be an independent self-published author, not only do you have to make sure that your book is quality, that you have really good writing and that you have a message that's going to resonate with an audience, but you have to worry about graphic design, creating a compelling image, uh, writing good sales copies so that people who are looking for what you have to share are able to find you. You have to work on the uh, distribution or the marketing end of it and help to ensure that your book stands out in some way compared to you know the many thousands or millions of other books that are being published out there. There are all these other aspects of self-publishing that you may or may not know if you're a good writer and may, not, may or may not want to study and take the time to learn So what we like to do is step in and professionalize the production and allow you to focus as a self-published author on your story, on what you want to share.
0: Okay, great. Well, apparently, for those who who don't know, there are several options. Uh, One can, uh, you know, just spend a lot of time and learn everything by himself. But also, there is an option of uh, having someone who will support and who will provide all these services to you so you can concentrate on, on the writing specifically, and you don't waste too much time on the many, many other things that need to be done after you've written a book. so can you maybe, in in just several small points, uh, show the stages of, of the things that, you know, once someone has written a book, so he has his manuscript, uh, most probably not edited yet. So he's at that stage, he has the text. What does he need to do next?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing, like you mentioned, is is editing it. It's always useful to have a second set of eyes on a manuscript when we are very close to the production of it, it's easy for us to see what we want it to be and not necessarily what's down there. So uh, editing can take the form of, you know, fairly light proofreading and just ensuring that there are no, you know, uh, misspelled words or commas that are out of place or that sort of thing. Or it can involve a more comprehensive edit that would help you really convey your message more effectively and uh, more aggressively alter the text so that the story is as compelling as possible. After you edit, then uh, what we do is we begin formatting. Uh, So we professionalize the uh, manuscript so that it is going to look good and attractive and uh, be a seamless experience for the end user on uh, an ebook format primarily. Mm -hmm. We also have a formatting for paperback editions, it depends on the particular title, but in many cases, it makes sense to create a paperback edition. And uh, so we work on that, and that involves uh, a little bit of a different skill set than ebook formatting. Uh, we also work on graphic design, so creating a compelling cover image. What is the, the message that you want to convey through? Uh, your your image and uh, you want to have something that has some sort of emotional resonance and creates an impression for for the reader and the main thing here it doesn't have to be perfect it just sort of has to uh, pass or fail Uh, readers today are a lot more discerning and are able to sort of sniff out a uh, something that looks like it's not professional not well constructed and the impression that people have is that if you're not willing to invest in a, a proper you know, graphic uh, graphic design for your book, then you know, what, why would they want to take a risk on your book? If you don't believe in it enough to make that, make that investment and learn how to do that properly, then uh, in many cases, many people won't mm-hmm. make that investment and uh, support you. So following that, uh, we write a good sales copy, which is, uh, is the book description. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we want to ensure that, you know, it speaks to people and that we convey that we're helping to address a need of theirs, solve a problem in some way and, uh, and get them interested in it. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, those are steps one and two, the book cover and the sales copy. And then step three on the sales page is getting good reviews. So one of the things that we make a point to do when we create a manuscript is include a call to review Encourage people to share the message. What was their impression of the book? Is there something that they might have liked to have seen differently, or something that really worked for them? And uh, those three things—if you have it in place—a good, uh, a good cover, a good sales description, and good reviews—offer a lot of credibility to prospective buyers. So that's kind of our approach. We try and get all three of those things dialed in, so that when a new person finds that book, they're interested in. what you have to say and uh, are willing to take a chance the final step of what we like to do is uh, work on marketing we have a book uh, platform a sales platform uh, with not just our own authors but in fact many other authors and we uh, offer one day uh, 99 nine cent flash sales it's called buck books and we uh, help compile uh, up to a dozen books on a particular topic that uh, readers might be interested in and uh, encourage everybody who has a followership to send people out there and cross-promote and allow everybody who might be interested in cookbooks, for example, to see other cookbooks in a particular genre or uh, you know various other topics that they might look at. The reason that we do that is if you can have a strong launch, if you uh, get a solid number of downloads, Amazon will do a lot of the heavy lifting for you and help put your book out in front of uh, many other readers through hot, the hot release category or uh, other visitors borrowed or other visitors also read. And once you can establish that you have a saleable book and a book that you know, hopefully has all of those other three, three things dialed in place, a good cover, a good sales description, and good reviews, then you really increase your chances that you can stand out and continue to see success as uh, the weeks and months go by and you know and so doing help uh, build your your audience and establish yourself as a, a person of authority in your field
0: i see so just to clarify when you're talking about marketing so you drive traffic to writers amazon sales page
1: yeah, that's right. We have a a launch platform, and uh, we invite uh, all of the contributors who uh, also have, in many cases, a followership. Maybe they have an email newsletter, or they have an active blog or website, and we send them over to uh, to this page, and they help cross promote each other, mm-hmm. uh, writing Excellent. in the same genre.
0: So, which means that the authors still can be in the KT- KDB select exclusive uh, terms with Amazon because, you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. I, that's why I was just going to ask you whether you use Amazon as a sales channel or, or your own sales platform.
1: Okay, yeah. clear. Absolutely, clear. it's all Amazon.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) clear. Well, I know specifically many writers who are waiting for years to get traditional publishing contract. And uh, although they get different refusals, or although it takes a very long time to get any kind of feedback, although some of them even haven't approached publishers because they are still looking for literary agents, they still believe that that's the best way because they think that self-published authors are not credible enough or, you know, there is this stereotype of uh, um, being traditionally published, having more... um, I don't know, better image or something like that. And I always argue with those uh, authors, uh, well, potential <laughs> authors, because they never end up having the book out there. So they don't really have a real readers at that stage. So I'm sure that the times are changing a lot. Do you have any arguments to, to convince those people that, you know, it's senseless just to sit there and waste so many years waiting for the opportunity to, to have uh, readers read their book?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I think that uh, there's certainly an appeal, there's a prestige to the traditional publishing model. And for a small number of authors who are able to really strike it big, you know, the J.K. Rowling's of the world, uh, traditional publishing makes a lot of sense. You can be wildly successful. For the vast majority of people out there who are writing a book, it is an incredibly difficult field to penetrate, and you are far more likely to make at least an ancillary income, a little bit of money, selling your your words to people who are interested in what you have to say through self-publishing than through a traditional publishing house because of yeah because of the way that the traditional publishing uh, model works. Uh, one there's a there's a really a long delay uh, between when you actually complete your manuscript and when it's available for sale. And unless you are very fortunate, you probably won't get a substantial advance, uh, certainly not an advance that you're likely to be able to live off of. Um, and so the the income that you're going to make and the livelihood that you're able to generate is going to be somewhat limited the um, The reality is that for a traditionally published or rather a self published author if you 're selling a book on on Amazon yourself and you 're pricing it in the the range that Amazon likes to price ebooks between two hundred ninety nine and, and nine ninety nine you know you 're making seventy percent of the, the sales price per copy your royalty share is seventy percent, and you compare that to a traditional publishing house. Uh, in the ten to twenty percent range, it's really, really quite dramatic. As a, as a point of comparison, my business partner Matt is, uh, uh, has published uh, both independently and through traditional publishing houses, and. One of uh, one of his books uh, retails for around twenty or twenty five dollars. It's it's a you know very attractive book, uh, but as an author, you know he makes a, a couple of dollars per per sale of uh, of that book. In comparison, if he prices a book at uh, two ninety nine on Amazon rather than twenty dollars, he'll make that same couple of dollars. And so the economics of Amazon, you know, self publishing and digital distribution are much more favorable to uh, aspiring authors who who want to earn a livelihood out of uh, out of their craft.
0: Yeah, well, one of the counter arguments was that if you don't have an audience, at least the traditional publisher would do the marketing for you. But here we have the example that there are companies who provide this service to self-publishers as well. So, uh, I mean, if if they need this kind of support, they can get it uh, even if they are self-published as well. So I don't really see the sense of waiting for years And as to when you're applying to literary agents and publishers, more or less, uh, we know what needs to be done. Is there any preparatory stage for someone who wants to self-publish things that need to be done in advance before, besides uh, writing and finalizing the text? If if they apply to you, for example, uh, at what stage they have to be, what they have to have in order to come to you.
1: Sure. Well, let me let me speak to one other point that you made a moment ago about traditional publishing houses. It used to be the case that a traditional publishing house would sort of pound the pavement for, for an author, for a first-time author, and really mm-hmm. drum up interest and uh, do a lot of marketing. Unfortunately, that's not even the case anymore. In many cases, uh, one of the, the key factors they will look at in determining whether they want to take a chance on your project is what sort of platform you have, what sort of built in audience you have already Mm -hmm. and how much uh, traffic and how much uh, interest you can drum up independent of whatever they do. Their marketing budgets by and large are tied up in the big, the big time players and they're not spending, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars on marketing, you know, every title that they put out. So what I think uh, separates Archangel Inc and, uh, some of what we do from, from them is that we actually combine some of the best aspects of old-school traditional publishing uh, in that we, we do take an active interest in our books and are able to, to offer some of that marketing and promotion that in many cases traditional publishing houses don't offer. And I mean we really believe in what we're doing and, and think that it's going to be uh, a model for, for other enterprises to come. Uh, all of that said, Uh, To answer the the subsequent question, what would an author have to do sort of in the preparatory stages? I think one of the more important things that people sometimes overlook is the question, what is your goal as an author? Is your goal to uh, earn a livelihood? Is your goal to uh, make an income, make a full-time income, make a part-time income, or uh, no income at all? That will help determine what sort of book that you might want to think about crafting. Successful Mm -hmm. authors who end up doing well and earning a livelihood will attenuate their choices to the market. If you want to write a story that is going to be your life's work and is just simply an expression of your creativity and something that you want to share with the world, uh, you absolutely can do that. and, And, you know, as a um, as a publisher and as a supporter of creativity, I encourage that. Um, that said, there's no guarantee that people will line up with you know, their checkbooks out to to support that mm-hmm. message. Our, uh, if your goal is to earn an income and to uh, be a successful author, then you might want to think about what people are interested in. Think about a problem or a solution that you have for something uh, or rather a solution to a problem that many people have something that they would be looking for and try and provide value to them ultimately our our goal as uh, uh, writers should be to satisfy our audience particularly if we want to be compensated and um, in turn be supported by them so we support their goals and keep an eye out on what we want to write about and some people uh, you know describe that as as uh, not having uh, artistic uh, integrity or something, yeah. Yeah. but uh, but I, <laughs> but but I don't know that that's uh, that's necessarily the case. I certainly think it's possible to to bridge both. You know, have a, a voice and a story and uh, a message to share that is authentic to you, and at the same time, something that will resonate and help other people because that is uh, that is the, the, the ultimate arbiter that's the ultimate uh, decision maker for whether we are successful or not do other people benefit from what we're writing and uh, are they in turn willing to uh, to support us through um, you know their purchases so that we can continue writing and sharing what we want to do so i think that is probably the the first thing that people should think about if they are conceptualizing a career in uh, in independent writing and earning um, you know, earning a living doing this.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. And uh, what about the audience? Do you think having an audience before starting writing a book is very crucial, or they can build the audience once the book is already there?
1: Yeah. Well, it certainly helps to have a, a built a built-in audience already, and you you can build an audience over time. Uh, one of the major models that a lot of people employ in uh, self-publishing and independent publishing is the sort of uh, write, publish, repeat model, where you're putting out books that are not huge. Uh, they're not, it's not a huge magnum opus, but uh, shorter books that are topical, that are focused, and that you're pub- publishing on a regular basis. One of the, probably the biggest marketing tools for an author, for a self-published author, is more books. So more books means more eyes potentially that are going to find you, more opportunities for people to discover your work and in turn support you and end up becoming uh, readers of more than one of your titles. So if you have one single book, then uh, you don't uh, have as many opportunities to reach these new uh, these new readers as opposed to if you have a dozen books out there, then you mm-hmm. have a dozen different categories that you're listed in a different dozen different sets of keywords that people can find you at a do- dozen different topics that, Hey, I really like, uh, right. Like this author and I want to see what else they're doing. So you can, uh, certainly build your audience over time. One of the things, one of the strategies that we employ is to help our authors build an email listserv mm-hmm. and, um, uh, that is a tremendously powerful tool for, for launching a book and for seeing success. And again, if you can launch a book powerfully, then Amazon will do a lot of the work for you in helping that book continue to sell over time. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that in many cases we, um, uh, we do with uh, you know, these email lists is offer some sort of free... Um, a free gift, you know, a free mm-hmm. book, uh, or, you know, an e-course or something so that people have, uh, a reason to, to sign up for, you know, for your, for your list. You know, people don't like giving away their email addresses. So if we can provide value to them, it makes that, uh, that more likely, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, we have, I guess that's called, tradi- or excuse me, permission marketing. And that's, um, you know, can be very powerful, uh, so those are two of the things that, um, uh, that we can do if you don't have a list or an audience beforehand, if you do through perhaps a, a big social media following or a blog or a website or, uh, any other medium, then, uh, your, your launch can, uh, can certainly be smoothed out and it becomes a lot more possible mm-hmm. to, if launched correctly, uh, find uh, find success uh, earlier and um, reach new people more effectively.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. So since you also provide marketing and strategic consulting, uh, yeah, you do, right? You, we do. you also um, consult on strategy. Uh, so I presume you read the book. It's it's the customized thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm, correct.
0: Okay. So I know many indie publishers who left traditional just because they didn't have enough control over different issues connected to their books. So do you discuss different things with, I mean, how how, how is the process of the cooperation between you and the author?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. In general, yes, it's a very uh, collaborative process. We haven't had too many excuse me, too many issues, uh, where we have a different strategy in mind than a, a particular author. I mean, ultimately our success is tied to their success and we, uh, we want to do what's best for, for the book, give the book a, um, a good chance to, to succeed and, uh, you know, again, find its audience. The, um, uh, you know, there are, uh, benefits to, to being self-published and, you know in many cases we do we do try to steer our our clients toward a, a particular um, you know graphic design for their cover for example or sales copy you know that we choose but but we're always open to feedback and to insight and you know ultimately we want to make sure that uh, the book accurate, accurately reflects the um, uh, both the, the author and the work that we're that we're dealing with and so uh, and that they feel good about it. You know, I uh, don't imagine that we'll have a situation where we want to run some, uh, I don't know, possibly offensive ad just to, you know, gather a little bit of attention and that's going to, um, uh, undermine the, the credibility or the respectability of our author or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, it is pretty collaborative. Um, but at the same time, you know, we have been, uh, we have learned a lot over, you know, the last, um, couple of years of of doing this and have made a lot of a lot of rookie mistakes and uh, uh, so we do our best to to bring our insight and our expertise and our experience into uh, how we strategize for going forward and impart that to to the author because in many cases what uh, what an author um, thinks might work uh, is not necessarily the most effective and uh, so we we try to communicate that as, um, as uh, sort of persuasively and, and um, sensitively as we can.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Well, everything sounds really, really great. But as we know, newbie writers are, are not very rich people, usually. So uh, I'll go to the sad part of the things. Approximately, how much money do they have to spend in order to self publish with you and get all, all the support you're providing?
1: Uh, Well, it it really depends on the project, what we, uh, the model that we have now, we have a 70-30 royalty share agreement and uh, the author retains 70% of the royalties and we get 30% uh, in exchange for all of the work that we do, uh, both in the uh, introductory stages and then in ongoing marketing and uh, distribution and all of that. Uh, For most projects, we have a, or for all projects right now, we have a deposit and, uh, that is fully refundable in six months and, uh, depends on the scope of the project and what we assess that it's likely to need. But, uh, usually between three and $500 will, uh, serve as that initial deposit. And that really just allows us to not go into further debt, uh, and pay all of our, you know, team of, uh, Uh, formatters, formatters, excuse me, editors, um, graphic designers, and so forth to, uh, to produce the highest quality project that we can. And, you know, we anticipate that we will make that, uh, make that investment back within those, those first six months. And then we uh, uh, can refund that deposit to our, uh, our clients. And, Work for uh, and then you know just continue to do our ongoing marketing and distribution work for them mm-hmm. without them having to to pay a thing. So uh, I think it's a pretty uh, pretty solid offering. And in, in many cases, our competitors, people who are doing similar things to us, either require uh, non-refundable deposits. Of you know, in some cases, one uh, uh, one group uh, had. I think it was you know. Twenty or thirty thousand dollars they were looking for you know out of the gate in order to do a lot of the same things that we do, so mm-hmm. we <laughs> um, yeah,
0: well, I mean that. That's why I said let's let's get to the sad part because I, yeah. I've come across many different big figures. Uh, when I was just right. starting, I was being offered different, uh, you know, big amounts. Happily, I didn't have because maybe you know under these emotional highs, I would you know <laughs> <laughs> decide to spend those. Uh, but actually, I know that you know after you've learned things and you already know what they are talking about. Uh, uh, you, you end up thinking like, you know, Jesus, this this is uh, not really the amounts that, you know, it it, it would cost them. So it, it's really mm-hmm. unrealistic. Yeah. So actually, uh, just to clarify, so uh, once you start selling your book on Amazon, if it's between 2.99 to 9.99, you get 70% of the royalty. And from that 70%, you are getting, you're getting the 70% and giving uh, your company 30 Percent, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, the client, the author gets 70 percent of that uh, net royalty from Amazon, and uh, we retain 30 percent.
0: Okay, so all he has to do is uh, have uh, a, a sum between 300 and 500, which will be refundable, plus share the royalties with you.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's that's the case. Uh, there may be some exceptional circumstances where there is a uh, Uh, extensive work uh, that that needs to be done. And uh, there might be might be a little bit more than that. Or in some cases, it might be a bit less than that. But uh, in general, that's that's the range that we've been able to come in on for for our deposit. And Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's um, it is refundable after six months. So the uh, investment and the risk is is pretty minimal and and that's by design. We want to encourage authors to work with us and you know we're excited to see people do well and and find their audience.
0: Yeah, it's it's very fair model because I mean if you don't sell books you don't pay part of the royalty. If you do sell books then I mean it, it it's good that you share the the success factor together so you are really interested in the author uh, succeeding in this case.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay, Uh, so and the last question about the services you offer, it's for both, right? Fiction and nonfiction.
1: Yep, that's right. We do have a a handful of fiction titles out and we are uh, certainly interested in uh, getting more into the fiction market. It is somewhat of a different animal in terms of uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fiction tends to work on a different sort of growth curve than the nonfiction does. And, you know, in general, uh, people who have studied the industry seem to believe that if the book is really good, that um, you know word of mouth will will go really far. Uh, and I think that's a little bit different than in nonfiction, where there are lots and lots of quality nonfiction books out there, but uh, fewer people are are able to find it because people are more inclined to uh, share a, a really cool fiction story with other people and say, "Hey, you should check this out." Than you know a really interesting. Book on habit development, for example, uh, that um, you know they might really enjoy, but aren't necessarily going to, you know, tell their neighbors about.
0: Uh huh. I see. Well, maybe because fiction is creating emotional uh, effect. Uh, And nonfiction, not necessarily. Uh, So, you know, when you are impressed and inspired by by a story, you you end up telling it to someone else as well. While nonfiction is a bit more factual thing, which, which not necessarily you would, you know if someone is not interested in the topic, you might not end up, you know, in, in everyday conversation talking about those things. So maybe that's that's the factor as well. Well, well everything is clear for now. Uh, I just wanted to ask the last thing, which is not specifically related to your company and to what authors might need when they self-publish. But since it's pretty fresh topic and I saw your blog post about this could you just share with my listeners what is kindle unlimited how what kind of possibilities it brings to authors
1: yeah well kindle unlimited is uh, just launched and it allows people who are signed up to have essentially uh, unlimited access to uh, hundreds of thousands of books that are uh, sold exclusively through amazon And there is a a pool of money that uh, those authors who are participating in um, uh, this exclusive Amazon arrangement have access to, and they get a share of uh, the monthly proceeds for um, each of the books that someone reads of theirs, that someone borrows and reads at least 10% of. And uh, we'll see how it ends up shaping out for authors, but uh, it does seem... uh, like it could be a positive development for uh, independent authors, for people who are willing to publish exclusively through Amazon. Ultimately, I think it is a power play of sorts from Amazon to encourage more people to work through them rather than through other, other outlets such as Barnes and Noble, Mm -hmm. Nook Reader or Kobo or, um, you know, some of these other uh, publishing companies, traditional publishing companies that, you know, may be reluctant to publish exclusively on Amazon uh one of the benefits uh, it seems is that each book that gets downloaded is counted as a sale in mm-hmm. amazon and those uh, that sales ranking again helps with visibility and helps other people find you and helps allow for more actual paid sales rather than uh, just the the portion that you get as a result of being a part of this collected mm-hmm. pool We'll we'll see how it uh, how it all shapes out ultimately.
0: And it works only for the US right now?
1: Is that right? You know, I I'm not familiar. I'm not sure about that. I don't recall reading that uh, maybe the case, but I'm I not sure. I have
0: noticed it somewhere because I I don't know why, but I had this perception and because I I had a feeling that it was not for me, but uh, you know, I'll double check and put it in the show notes.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for uh, coming over and sharing so so many valuable things with uh, the potential authors and with the new authors. It was very interesting. Um, I'm sure many um, might, you know, get in touch with you later on about their projects. Thank you very much.
1: My pleasure, Annie. Thank you for having me and uh, all the best to you with this podcast.
0: Well, that was it for today. I really hope that the interview was valuable and thank you very much for listening to it. If you would like to keep me happy and motivated so I can continue providing all these episodes and interviews for you, please just spend less than a minute, hop over to iTunes and leave a review for my podcast. It will really make my day. And if you would like to get in touch with me and other right to be Read listeners, please visit our closed right to be Read podcast group uh, at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Write to be Read, two as a number and B as a letter. I'll be waiting for you there. Take care and meet you next time.